Good evening and welcome to Italian Impact Weekly. I'm your co-host Steve Stefano Mancini. And I'm Claudio Relsano. And as always, we appreciate all of you tuning in. Again, I want to thank our listeners. Another week, another dollar. Uh, <laughs> as always, we encourage you to go out to our website if you've missed any of our last episodes. And we've actually had some very good guests on over the last few weeks. Um, we encourage you to go out there and check out ItalianImpactWeekly.com. Listen to all of our old guests. Any interviews all the way back to Mario Andretti, Vince Ferragamo, and a whole bunch of others out there that we know you're going to love. Claudio, though, I think you have some interesting news about somewhere you get to travel soon. Yeah, I get to go to the uh, Italian Sports Hall of Fame in Chicago, the main one. We have, a, obviously, a branch campus, branch campus, branch here in uh, Pittsburgh. And uh, I think we may be the second, we may be the oldest branch. Uh, other than oh, other than right, the main uh, one, and the main one obviously has you mentioned Andretti, Ferragamo, Marciano, DiMaggio, Lamada, Graziano, Pazienza. I can go on and on. Every single name that I've heard of, so I know it's a good one. Yeah. Oh no, it's it's really an intimidating one. That's how many great ones: uh, Barra, Campanella. You name the sport. You know, Valvano, Patino, Carlissimo, Calipari. I can go on and on. It's uh, I'm looking forward to going. And the Pittsburgh one is also a very, very has a lot. Franco Harris, who's also in the main one, they're going to honor him this year in Chicago. And so I'm looking forward to going. You Chicago, Chicago. We've talked about before. You're going to drive up. Yeah, and well, I'm not. I, I hell, I have a hell of a time. <laughs> you know me. Usually, I fly everywhere because uh, I, I fall asleep easy driving but this time I'm going up with a few people the irony is is I actually prefer to drive than fly because mm. I hate flying but uh, you know that's just everybody's different I'm weird like that though well I'm not crazy about flying As a matter of fact uh, I try not to go to the west coast anymore I don't want to the furthest I'd like to go is Rhode Island that's it now, I will just, say this since you're going to Chicago remember stay low Stay along the buildings and duck for cover when the bullets come flying. <laughs> well, hopefully, not. <laughs> hopefully not. But I'm really looking forward to it. It's like I said, it's uh, it's an honor to be asked to go, and uh, I'm excited about it. Well, that's fantastic. And with that, we actually have a very special guest tonight who has uh, got his own podcast, which is a very good one. I know it's a good one because I was on it. And uh, <laughs> that alone is the standard of excellence. So without further ado, we'd like to introduce Bob Muto, who is the host of Papa Mute's podcast. Bob, how you doing? I'm great, Steve. Claudio, thanks for having me. Thank you for being on. We appreciate it. No problem. We definitely need some kind of, uh, when they come on the show, some kind of like beer line or something like that. You're here now, buddy. You know, like no scheme. But, <laughs> but no, we're a nice family. Good, easygoing show. Bob, first of all, I do want to thank you again for allowing me to be on your podcast. You have a great podcast, and we are going to talk about that. But before we get into that, we always like to introduce our guests to the audience. Uh, the one thing that we're very blessed with is the fact that this show is not only is it on local Pittsburgh radio, in fact, it is the only Italian show on local Pittsburgh radio, but we're streamed all over the place, and we've actually see that we get downloaded from all over the world. So with that being said, we know we're going to have guests on that not everyone's heard of, but uh, we love to introduce that because, again, I've gone out and listened to your podcast, and uh, it's a very good podcast, but... We want to introduce these folks all over the world who are actually going to tune in and download this. So who is Bob Udo? So let's start with who are you and where are you from? Well, I'm from the best neighborhood in Pittsburgh, Bloomfield. Uh, grew up right on Ella Street. I know you're familiar with that. I am. I was two um, blocks over in Edmond. There you go. Yeah, I'm a little biased. I, I always think that Ella Street was the best street because it had the pool. Everyone congreg you know, congregated to that street in the summer it was great and growing up across the street a little bit down 421 to be exact was just uh, it was heaven i mean it was it was wonderful to uh, grow up on that street and went to mac 
Immaculate Conception, and then off to uh, Central Catholic. Uh, didn't move um, just outside of Philly now. Didn't move here until 1990. But my roots are in Bloomfield, and uh, I can't say enough about growing up there. It was it, it's just great. The whole Italian, and not everybody was Italian, of course, but the area was wonderful. I miss it. Uh, you know, it's funny because uh, when you're growing up, I don't think I appreciated it as much as I probably do now looking back. But obviously mm-hmm. growing a few blocks away from you, went to Mac, went to Central, probably very similar experiences. You and I, we grew up when, the, when most of the older immigrants were still there. They were still speaking it like it was, you know, like it was nobody's business. You know, the Adelaide Club, they out there playing bocce all night, you know, guys standing on the corner speaking. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was authentic. And, you know, in hindsight, like, man, I, I would love to go back in time. But always we like to know right. is your family obviously immigrated here. Mine immigrated here a long time ago. Where'd your family come from in Italy? Uh, actually, I did some research because I knew you were going to ask me that. I think we touched it on uh, on the episode you were on. A shame to not know, but my brothers, I have three brothers, and according to them, one of them said that he's almost 100% sure that my grandmother was from, and I might be pronouncing this incorrectly, Abruzzo. Yeah, Abruzzo. Um, most, of the, most of the people in Bloomfield would have been from there, yep. Right. Now, uh, I never met my, my, I mean, I was too little to remember my grandfather, or the other grandparents, but that's as far back as I can go. And my parents, of course, were born in the Pittsburgh area and, and obviously lived in Bloomfield. But yeah, that's uh, I, I, looking into this, I, I really want to find out more now. In fact, I was online today just looking at, you know, where is Abruzzo? And, you know, what's going on there? And you could actually go and visit. I think you told me you did. Or yeah, I actually went so, back to the town where my grandfather, or actually my great-grandfather, married his wife and then he came over i think she came over later but actually it was a little town called pesco costanza it's up in the hills and it's mm-hmm. one of those like you see them on the postcards where you're like you're standing on the on the you know in the town and you're looking out over this valley like this rolling hills and then there's another town on the other hill i mean it's like it's right out of a postcard it's beautiful and it's beautiful Absolutely. yeah when you go there the problem is when you go there like then you come back you're like oh, i'm back in pittsburgh great so you know <laughs> it was like when i went out this year i was like oh god if, usually i'm like i'm like crazy paranoid to make, to make my flights i'm like running like ah oh, i've like got like three hours i'm gonna get you know 100 feet down the terminal and people are like well, what's the matter with you but now this year i was like man <laughs> if i missed that flight and i'm stuck here I'm like oh geez you know there's a big part of me tugging on me going missed the flight missed the flight but you know i'm the exact opposite i was i was stuck in florida bob for three days and i couldn't wait to get back to pittsburgh to be honest with you i drove back with two strange ladies well they weren't strange people they were strangers from uh, baltimore Uh, long story short we went from florida to indianapolis indianapolis to baltimore delay delay cancel i said hell with it i went i came home with two two ladies did you know them before no no <laughs> no man no well you know yeah, that's right Bob. i started talking to them and, and, and my, hey, I'm my, Claudio. My, well, my here's what happened bob I, we I, I was i wanted to get home i was so mad i really was mad but anyway so i started talking to these ladies and they were from pittsburgh and of course you know i'm, I'm easy on the eyes and i have a boy charm right bob but anyway wow. so we're talking and um, and then I, I our plane was late. I said, you know what? I, I overheard them saying that they were driving home. I said, look, I know you don't know me. I said, you look me up. I said, I, I'd love to go home. I'll pay for whatever you need me to pay, pay for. The one lady called her husband, and ironically, he owned a baseball facility in Mars. 
And they said, oh, yeah, okay. So that made me legit. And I went home. They were very nice ladies, and we had a nice trip. Here I am. But I, our, I couldn't wait to come home. For our trip. female listeners, please don't do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> do not do that. No. no. Especially if it's cloudy. <laughs> no. But, uh, but no, my, my point is I couldn't wait to get back home. Well, let me ask you, you know, you moved to Philadelphia before we get into the Italian stuff. Do you miss the Pittsburgh area? And, and what's the difference to where you are now and the Pittsburgh area? I think in general, Pittsburgh is just smaller. Philadelphia is, you know, obviously a bigger city. So there's more stuff, whether it's restaurants or, you know, uh, theater or what have you. I think Pittsburgh is obviously, you know, you can drive through it in a minute where, you know, it would take a little longer in Philly. So um, the people, I mean, the Italian, you know, there's little Italy in Philly, South Philly. I think in general, not much different, to be honest with you. People may not want to hear that, but uh, I just think it's a larger population. Obviously, it's a larger population. But a lot of the, the traditions that I grew up with are, are still here and uh, people here grew up with. Uh, maybe the, the language or the, you know, the uh, what do you want to say, the accent is different. Yo. But, um, in general, uh, it's not uh, just bigger, okay. is my opinion. Um, now, you said traditions, which leads to my next question. What uh, Italian traditions did your family uphold that you that you celebrated as a kid and celebrate now? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, Christmas, obviously, the seven fishes. Now, I married an Irish woman, so I haven't seen the seven fishes for a long time. <laughs> but that, that was something. I, I mean, you know, the whole food scene is is uh is what i miss uh i mean i, I told claudio or i'm sorry i told steve that i should be really a, a, a heavy set guy from all the pasta all the food i mean it was almost daily i mean really it was just uh, unbelievable so the, you know the seven fishes the i don't know if this is well i guess it's a tradition that the train platform that my family would set up my brothers i was little but i grew into helping out literally took up the whole house. They'd clear, they'd clear out the, the living room or the dining room of furniture and these train sets, which I'm setting up right now for my grandchildren to come over and be wild about because these are big trains. They're O scale. Mm -hmm. Just pulling stuff out from, I mean, these trains were bought in 1955 wow. and they're still running with the same transformer. You know, there was, there was multiple layers. They had, it was really laid out. You know, people from all over, the, you know, Bloomfield would come by to see them, especially the young kids. So, yeah, stuff like that. The one thing I don't miss is, is the uh, Stations of the Cross. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's rough. I haven't been but, to uh, one in a few years, but, uh, you know, uh, the, the mandated Stations of the Cross when you were growing up in Mac, I, I, I definitely appreciate exactly. that. Yeah, I, I could still see those wooden figures, you know, that, that represent each station on the walls. And, I mean, Mac is no longer there. Is that correct? They closed. I mean, it's obviously still there, and it's you know, if you went inside, it probably hasn't changed. But yeah, it's closed. In fact, it both it and St. Joseph's in Bloomfield have closed. Jeez. Mm, now I got married in St. Joe's, uh, which is a beautiful church. I mean, they're both beautiful churches. Was your but, wife from the Bloomfield uh, yeah. area? No, she's actually from this area, the same neighborhood we're in right now. Oh, okay. She moved there after college, and was working at West Penn. I met her at Alexander's, which I don't think is there anymore either. I'm not sure. And then we got married to St. Joe's. So it's a hat trick right there. West Penn, Alexandra's, boom. You've gone, full, you've gone full Yinzer at that point for your marriage. <laughs> By the way, do you have any other family still back in Bloomfield? Uh, no. No, my brothers all live in the suburbs. Yeah. So there's no connection to go back there. And, and, and again, I, I see that with a lot of people where they've moved out. You know, the older ones are, are gone. 
houses get sold, you know, the kids are going out in the suburbs and, you know, I, I've had this conversation with someone else and, and I think even you and I may have talked about it, but I, I talked to, I'd asked somebody on this show, I said, do you still see, you know, Bloomfield as Pittsburgh's Little Italy? He's oh yeah. I was like, how could you? Everything's closed. There's no Italians there. Really? There's, mm-hmm. there's not really nothing there Italian anymore. I mean, there's I nobody think, there that you know. Not not many. No, no. Most of my friends are gone. All the old people are like I said they're all dead. You know, or in homes and uh, you know. I have tell some, me. I mean, there's some relatives. There's some uh, right. not relatives, uh, neighbors that are still there right. that I know of. But yeah, the brothers are, are scattered in the suburbs. It is what it is. You know, like I said, I, and that's the thing though is. When these, you know, neighborhoods lose that identity, you know, then what does it become then? And then what is the next identity that gets passed on to these kids? And I think, you know, that's the whole point why we do this. You know, yeah, is, is the poll still open? I'm just curious. I don't think it was open poll? this year. Really? I don't wow. think it was open this year. Somebody Steve, how about the pizza? No, forget about that. Oh, the pizza place. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I think one. that's what he, Steve is referring to, that <laughs> people are starting to fade away from their traditions and roots and mm-hmm. things like that. Is that something, before we get into your show too much, is that something that, or before we get into your show, is that something that you're trying to kind of pull back or trying to instill in people? What is that kind of the goal? Uh, I mean, my, my kids are married and out of the house. Not really. I mean, it's really, you know, just my wife and I, <laughs> as far as I'm not going to fire up the seven fishes. <laughs> I, I know that. She won't eat it. Most most people won't eat it. So I, I guess in a way, no. But I am pouring. I, I know the train sound kind of you know. No, that's trivial, nice. But, uh, no, not at all. That the the, the the setup is it's pretty impressive, especially when you're a little kid. You know, one, two, three. You know, grade school. It's it just that's in my memory. In fact, I, the the the, uh, the people, the little figures, and all that stuff is still mm-hmm. is what I'm using. I took it all with me, and it, it's just a blast. I mean, I, that is really burned in my memory. Uh, the swimming, I mean, I brought up the wreck because, you know, the swimming pool was the epic center of uh, things during the summer. I mean, it was just uh, like Claudia, or, uh, Steve said, you know, I'm looking back and, you know, it was great, but I thought it would be great all the time, you know, like forever and ever. Yeah. But uh, you had to, I mean, within less than 30 seconds, I could leave the house, run up, jump into the pool, or, yeah. you know, jump through the hole in the fence, of course. And <laughs> Which then is go, probably, uh, st- if I know the city of Pittsburgh, <laughs> it's probably still there. Right, right, and uh, you know, and then you had the basketball courts, you had the uh, uh, the swings and the, and the monkey bars that you know the real stuff. You know, uh, no, you know, now it's all plastic and padded. Um, and then the ball field was there without without the turf. You know, just a great street, great neighbors, um, uh, and great friends too. I don't remember it without the turf, but I remember sliding into that turf, and I remember I was sliding into second base. And there was a, bo- a broken piece of glass Ooh. in the turf, and I slid right Ooh. on the glass, cut my leg. I was like, man, that hurt. I, I remember when that turf first went in. Wasn't that the leftover from, like, uh, Three Rivers or something? Where? Yes. Oh, and wow. actually, I don't, I don't know why, but the Steelers were there one day practicing. I, I don't know what, what happened to where they, would, they showed up, and we ran down there like it was, you know, oh, my God, are you serious, the Steelers? And there they were. You, know, you had to stay behind the fence, kind of where the basketball courts were. And there were the Steelers, John Stallworth, Lynn Swan. It was like, holy Who? Christ, I'm just this is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but uh, yeah, so you know, and then the turf came along, and uh, and then you know, the bridge itself. We would climb on that. I mean, this is a great time. Yeah, great neighborhood. Right now, you have a podcast. Tell us uh, why you started the podcast, and tell us about the podcast itself. 
So the the podcast I started uh, when I moved out, well I moved here to get involved with photography and videography. The pandemic kind of squashed it, so I got bored, and I said I got to do something. I mean, I was you know, uh, so I started playing with some software on my computer. I said I'm going to you know, podcast started to pop up all over. I said I'm going to start one. I'm going to call it Pop and Mutes, and you know I started out with some friends and family, and uh, I said this is cool. I like this. This is really you know you know do a little you know podcast and do some post-production and uh, so I started to get into it and then I branched out after about you know 10 episodes into people I don't know I started out initially with people that I was comfortable with that had interesting jobs or things that they were doing so the podcast itself I I like talking with people that uh, I'm interested in you know there's no pressure to like you know talk to this author or this comedian and so uh, I like talking with people about stuff that interests me. So, you know, I, I've had a lot of different people on. I mean, I had the great Steve Mancini on not too long ago. Does it get any better, Bob? Does it get any better? Yeah, it's, been, it's been downhill ever since. I don't know to do. I'm struggling here. I'm like, oh, my God, what do I do now? But, um, yeah. I, I, I appreciate I wanted, your sarcasm, by the way. I've, I do have a good sense of humor. <laughs> so, I, I mean, yeah, you know, I, I try to keep it humorous. Uh, not all subject, not all people, uh, subject matters were uh, humorous, some were a little serious, but I have segments that I try to include, like name that athlete or name mm-hmm. that nickname or name that famous person or name that movie, this or that kind of a preference thing where you get to choose something, you know, take them outside of the, the subject and get to know the guests themselves. Uh, and if you get a correct answer, like Steve did, you get an amazing Papa Mutes t-shirt. I did, and thank you. By the way, I actually wore that. I want you to know I wore that in public. So don't think that that, 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 it was fine, actually. It's a good t-shirt. Um, but don't think for a minute that uh, that was not appreciated. In fact, I was able to throw away my mouse pad. Yes, I still use a mouse pad for the, for the mouse pad. And then um, I actually wore the shirt not about, about last week, in fact. Well, there you go. I appreciate Great. that. Um, I'm there so for yeah, you, buddy. The podcast, you know, it's kind of uh, some, you know, something off the radar. Hopefully, it gets you know more on the radar. But the people that want to, I try to get the guests to talk about what it's like to get into what they're doing, um, whether it's an actor, a comedian, or someone who makes beer, what have you. So if someone's listening, they get the truth on you know what is it like to be an actor. For instance, I uh, I had Laura Cayuette on. Now, a lot of people don't recognize that name, but she's been on TV shows like Friends. She's been in Django Unchained. She's been in Kill Bill. So she's not the main character, but she, you know, is in the business. And, uh, you know, I want people to listen and and ask questions that um, are going to, you know, give them a reality check. You know, it's very difficult, (laughs) quite frankly, (laughs) to get into acting, filmmaking, comedians, you know. So they're not the famous people, but... They are, you know, at that level, the next step would, would give them some fame, so to speak. By the way, it's funny, it's funny you say that because one of the things that we do a little different with our guests, and I, I'll give you a good example. When we did Mario Andretti, and we didn't talk about racing because if I want to know about Mario Andretti's stats, I'll go look it up online, right? Exactly. I don't, I, that's, there's nothing there. I want to know the person. And uh, that's, that is probably, I think, what is missing in a lot of these but then the problem is is if you get somebody that's too famous they're not going to want to tell you anything because either one they're saving it for their book or two they just don't want to tell people you know their business because they think why don't i don't have to entertain you as much i've already made it but when you get those Mm -hmm. people that are kind of on the cusp 
and they're still kind of like like they're right on the on the line. Like you said, she well, Andretti's not on the line. No, 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 no. But I mean the Jerry ones like when he's when he's talking about but but when you get those people that are right on the line, the thing about that is is they're trying to make it still, but they don't have the ego of someone that's made it. So they're still down to earth. Yeah, they want to be the A lister, but at the same time they're still down to earth. They've still got one foot in the normal world. I guarantee you, mm-hmm. if you put a Brad Pitt on there or somebody, nah, it's not going to be. I don't think it'll be a good. I, I, I would not want to introduce certain or interview certain people like that. I just, I just don't. I don't understand. I don't Three care. word answers. Yeah, I just don't. You just don't care. But I want somebody who's got their foot in the real world <laughs> right. to interview. So. I, I hear you. I mean, I, I have had. I mean, I have inquired with. Uh, uh, some, I got a lot of rejections uh, from people. Uh, so-called famous people but that's part of the process i mean it's just i'm just throwing it out there all they can do is say no it's not a big deal but you know i i think that i i think that some people so-called famous people are are not really uh they're down to earth you know um uh, they could be had but they're a little paranoid because now everything's right. online you know they say the wrong thing you get it twisted yeah, are you out to get um, me right Right, right. So I'm trying, you know, I'm at the point of trying to establish some uh, credibility. Uh, um, you know, like uh, you had Vince Papali on. Vince Papali grew up literally 10 minutes from where I'm sitting right now. He lives still close by in New Jersey. But, you know, that's a guy who seems down to earth, obviously. Um, I mean, you know, had a movie made about him, uh, which, which if you look very carefully, I think I told Steve this, I was in that film. <laughs> oh yeah, you, you did. It's, it's tell, yeah, you could tell it, Bob, because it's kind of it's kind of funny. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They had they were making a movie about Vince Papali, uh, Invincible. Mark Wahlberg was playing Vince Papali, and uh, long story short, they had a you know this thing in a paper. I think when the papers used to exist, and I said, oh, that's cool. I'll do that. So I went there for two days at Franklin Field in Philadelphia, and uh, was in the stands basically. You know, jumping up and down when they said to jump up and down. Um, I bought a pair of binoculars, and I was the only person there. I figure I'll look around in between shots and check out what's going on. It's very fascinating, uh, very draining. And I was all I was doing was just you know sitting there and jumping up and down when they said to do it. But if if you freeze it and blow it up, you'll see me. Now, how many people actually? Because <laughs> it's funny. Because I was wondering, whenever they do a stadium shot like that, they mm-hmm. obviously don't have fifty-eight thousand extras in there. Is no, it just a no. small, like, was it like a quarter? Like, how many people would you estimate were actually as seconds or, or extras in that? You know, I mean, there was, there was a couple thousand, but there, if you, I mean, if you look closely, we're stuck in between uh, blow-up dolls. There, there are dolls, I mean, I don't know how else to put it, but that's what they look like in the seats. And you're in between these dolls. You know, they're just blown up. Oh, I got to look you for know. that now. You know what they yeah, did with yeah. the movie uh, Rudy is I think Notre Dame told them, "Hey, you have X amount of minutes to get this done at kind of uh, at halftime, which was more realistic. Get it done, get mm-hmm. in, get out." And they, and they they pulled it off. You know, he was offsides. Who Rudy? Yeah. He was offsides. You ever heard that before? Rudy was offsides. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> That's why you got to We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with Bob Muto. He's the host of Papa Mutes. If you miss our show on WKHB Radio Pittsburgh on 620 AM and 102.1 FM on Thursdays from 5 to 6, you can always check us out on www.italianimpactweekly.com with our, on our archives. We've had such great guests as Mario Andretti, Vince Papali, Vince Ferragamo, and Chris 
Corciani and now Pete Belmonte. And also on our other show, Talking Business and Life with Claudio Relsano and Steve Mancini, you can hear that show on www.crsmmedia.com. On this show, we cover such topics such as different funnels of income, dealing with rejection, pivoting into a new career. And we've had such great guests as boxing icon Jerry Cooney and upcoming guests Donnie Lalonde, former light heavyweight champion of the world, former Pittsburgh Pirate Game 5 hero of the World Series 1979, Jim Rooker, and many others. And on my show, The Claudio Relsano Show, you can listen to that show on ClaudioRelsano.com. I've had great guests as Ken Griffey Sr., Rocky Blyer, Dick Vermeil, Roman Gabriel, Pierre LaRouche. Rudy's going to be on my show pretty soon. Maybe we'll get him on the business show. But uh, so we, you can listen to that show as well. And don't forget about my book, Lean from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up, How to Create a Positive Winning Culture on the Field and in the Office. You can get that at ClaudioRelsano.com, JohnMelvinPublishing.com, Amazon, and Robinson Township, Barnes & Noble, and BarnesandNoble.com. We'd also like to thank Chris Gonzalez from the Knights of Columbus. If you have any questions about joining the Knights of Columbus, reach out to Chris Gonzalez at 412-605-9074. Thanks to Greater Pittsburgh Travel. For any of your travel needs, let Tom and the team at Greater Pittsburgh Travel know and they'll take care of you. For more information, call 412-331-2244 or visit their website at www.greaterpittsburghtravel.com. For all of your plumbing needs, be sure to try Pellucci Plumbing. Nick and the team have decades of experience and will get you back up and running. For more information, call Pellucci Plumbing at 412-782-5050. And we want to thank the Calabria Club of Pittsburgh. If you're interested in learning more, you can find their contact information on Facebook at Calabria Club of Pittsburgh. Again, thanks Domenica and the team at the Calabria Club of Pittsburgh for your support. And we want to thank La Scuola d'Italia Galileo Galilei, the only nonprofit school in Pittsburgh endorsed by the Italian consulate. If you're interested in learning Italian or have your children being immersed in the Italian culture and language, be sure to give them a call at 412-404-7070. And that's La Scuola d'Italia, Galileo Galilei. All right, welcome back, folks. Appreciate you joining us. Again, we're with Bob Muto. He is the host of Papa Mute's podcast. Bob, again, thank you very much for taking time. And Claudio, did I catch that in the break, that you're going to have Rudy on? Yeah. I the to Rudy him. that was off sides? Oh, the- yeah. <laughs> I know everybody. I know everybody, not just Italians. Um, I was with him uh, a couple years ago in Ohio. Really, I'll tell you what a good guy he is. A friend of mine, Nick Kaplack, who was coaching in Ohio, was bringing his baseball team. And Rudy was scheduled to speak. And I said, yeah, my friend's bringing his team over. He said, well, are they here yet? I said, no, nah, he's going to be a little bit late. I'll wait for them. I said, Rudy, got all these people here. No, I'll wait for him. And he waited for my friend and his team to get there. Good guy. Really good That's guy. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One so, day, Bob, we'll be waiting for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> all right, let's, let's, let's go back to the uh, podcast. A couple of things. So, uh, yeah. by the way, I did listen to the episode when you had her on there. And, uh, again, you've had a few folks on that were actually pretty interesting. Let's talk about it. But you said you just kind of when – you're, when you're sending out invites for folks that you want on the show, is there something specific you're looking for? Because, you know, when you're trying to have a podcast and get guests, you're not always – two things for anybody listening – this is a statement of fact. Number one, mm-hmm. you may not always get them because they have other commitments. And two, even if you get them, then you got to deconflict days and times. So how do you choose your guests and, you know, how does your process work? Well, I uh, have approached people uh, through social media. Uh, if I see, you know, uh, someone that interests me, uh, for instance, the first guest I had that I did not know, 
you know, uh, personally, uh, was a comedian in Texas, and I would like some of his, you know, jokes or whatever he had online, and he would respond, and so I sent a, an instant message, and uh, and he said yes, and he led to, uh, uh, you know, another comedian in Texas, <laughs> which led to another one, so it was kind of, it rolled from there, I, I would say through social media or a website with a short query letter, and I obviously could leave a link for the podcast so they can, you know, if someone shows interest, they're going to click on and see, you know, what's this about? And so I try to have it looking as uh, best as possible at poppinmutes.com. And you could see who's on there from Steve Mancini to, you know, other people and, uh, and just, you know, get a feel for, you know, the, the credibility is what I'm looking for. Um, now other people, it's hard to get a hold of because they're not going to, answer anything they're doing you know they have someone else doing that so you have to go through uh, and I haven't gotten to that point yet where you're going through someone else to get to someone but in general I try to tell them a, a time you know uh, Mondays and Thursdays at six if I had to you know put it out there uh, but I try to be flexible if someone you know wants to come on at a different time frame and uh, and, and see what happens to go from there so so far it's been pretty 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 good I do have a YouTube channel I'm working on for uh, 2024 um, that'll have all the old episodes and then obviously the ones coming up. So uh, looking forward to that. What is your goal for the show and what do you do for a living outside of uh, the podcast? Uh, uh, the podcast, like I said, I started it on a whim, you know, uh, being, you know, boxed in like we all were during the pandemic. And once I got it rolling, right now to answer that question, I would like to get bigger guests. Don't have to be famous, but just bigger uh, names. I think the bigger name draws in bigger audience. Um, not too many people want to listen to me, <laughs> but I, I, I want to be able to pick their brains about uh, whatever their craft is, whether it's like I said, it's acting, uh, writing, um, or what have you, and go from there. Uh, currently, uh, I've gotten out of uh, 20 years of photography and videography in this area, and I work at a local community college just outside of Philly, uh, has nothing to do with photography. But if I, if I hit the Powerball tonight, I will not be there tomorrow. <laughs> you and me both, brother. Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about the show. What are some you know memorable uh, guests you've had on there, and what are some things that you kind of remember and say, man, that was just an awesome moment? You mean besides Steve Mancini? But, <laughs> you know, you can use it now. Obviously, besides. <laughs> By the way, I'm like you. I, I, I'm in the same boat. I I'm not the draw. The draw is the guess. And, uh, you know, when we have some of these names on there, I'm always like, I'm still humbled to, to, you know, these people have tremendous stories. And I'm like, wow, I'm interviewing this person. Like, who am I? So I'm with you. It's like the, 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 the more, the better guess you get, it's almost like, I, I know this will sound cheesy, but you start to think you made it. Because, you, you know, it, it really is a reflection of your guess at the end of the day. If people want to be on your show, you're doing it right. If people don't want mm -hmm. to be on your show, you're not doing it right. Or nobody's heard of you and you got three listeners and it's like, ah, I don't have time for that. I got 500 people asking me. So when you get like <laughs> decent names saying yes, that that's to me, that's the win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's funny. You, uh, you mentioned, or I, I listened to the, uh, uh, you had Bobby Bazelli on. Oh, yeah, Jesus, that guy. <laughs> I was shrinking smaller and smaller the more he talked. I was like, holy Christ. Uh, but a very successful guy. Anyway, <laughs> uh, some of the show, I mean, 
Um, besides Laura Cayuette, I thought it was really cool. You know, I mean, she played Leonardo DiCaprio's sister in the movie Django Unchained. That was pretty cool. And, uh, I mean, we're still in touch as far as on social media, back and forth. Uh, Mark Travis, who a lot of people are not going to recognize that name, he, in a nutshell, uh, have you seen the movie uh, A Bronx Tale? Yeah. He initially met uh, Chaz Palmateri in Hollywood many years ago when Chaz Palmateri was nobody. He was just trying to look for work and got him involved with trying to do a, uh, not a dialogue, um, uh, I forget what I'm drawing a blank. But anyway, he said, you got to um, uh, tell me your, you know, write the story you were telling me about, you know, living in the neighborhood and you know, witnessing a murder. Anyway, he started the Bronx Tale movie, so to speak, uh, and put it in Chaz Palmateri's head, and eventually it ended up as a movie, and he's still doing the show. Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. He, that guy, very interesting. Very. I mean, he could go on and on and on. In fact, I think I broke it up into two segments. But uh, um, that's that's one memorable uh, person who um, has really uh, met a lot of different people in life. Um, yeah. So that was cool. I like that. Now, what is the age bracket of your listeners? Do you know that, or what, what age bracket are you trying to hit? I don't know that. Um, I actually don't know how to monitor that. <laughs> but I don't know if I have an age bracket. I mean, I, my goal is to uh, have fun with the interview. Right. If, you know, some people laugh. Um, I don't want to limit it to, uh, you know, I don't know, young people or, or older people. I think it will work either way, depending on the guest. You know, exactly. depending on the guest. No one's going to, you know, if I had, you know, uh, Let's see, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger on. Mm -hmm. That's going to draw a lot of people. <laughs> well, you know, the reason why I ask is because I get that all the time about our shows. What age bracket? Really, when you are asking somebody a story about how they got from point A to point B, whether they're a name or not, uh, they, they had obstacles, they had struggles, and everybody has those things in common. So I don't care how old they are, or if, if they're beginning their careers or trying to pivot, as we said earlier, or uh, finishing exactly. up, you know, they, they like to hear others' stories, which is one of the reasons why, you know, like I said, we, we have the guests we have on to tell their stories, but also the other show that we do, Talk Business and Life, tell our stories. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's a conversation that I would never have with these people mm -hmm. because I, I don't know, you know, <laughs> I would never walk up to uh, somebody at a restaurant and say, hey, let's talk about, you know. <laughs> So this is a way of talking with people that I, I want to talk with that I would never be able to talk with. Uh, and I hope it gets bigger uh, as far as the names and then, uh, you know, in the bigger audience, of course. Now, outside of the podcast, what's what's up for you? What's next in life? Next in life? Uh, well, um, hopefully another grandchild. I got two, a boy and a girl. And my daughter, uh, well, how can I put this? Uh, let's hope one comes along. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They're doing their parts, which you're trying to delicately say. I mean, they actually just came back from uh, her and her husband from Italy, uh, like 10 days in Italy. Um, oh, I think it was in October. You know where they went? Yeah. Oh, man, I think they stayed right like in uh, uh, what's uh, Rome or they, they, they bounced around. Oh, okay. So just did the standard tourist stuff. Went probably flew into Rome, go up to, you know, go up to Florence for a day, you know, you know Naples. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, no, that's, it, that was when yeah. I, the first time I went to Italy, that was exactly what I did. I flew into Rome, did the touristy stuff, took a train up to Florence because it's like a two hour, it's not even think it was two hours. 
high-speed train, you're in Florence, spend the day in Florence, come back. Then you do the same thing, you get a bus or train, get down to Naples, go to Pompeii, spend the day, come back. And uh, you can actually do a lot in a week. And, you know, it's the Italian Impact Weekly, so I'm going to say it. You don't have to spend an arm and a leg, but I encourage everyone, you know, Italy is definitely one of the most beautiful countries in the world. And that's that's yeah. a little bit biased, but it's also yeah. having been there, and, I, and I've been all over the world because I was in the military, and I am telling mm-hmm. you, it's one of the most beautiful countries in the world. There's a lot to see. There's a lot to do there, and you don't have to travel far to get to the other places. Yeah, I mean, I know they were embedded as far as the hotel right in the middle of a uh, main attraction. They ran a lot of stuff by us when they came back, and it's been a couple months since, but um, they loved it, long story short. Uh, food, uh, wine, you know, that whole scene. So, yeah, I want to get there someday myself. I mean, come on, Bob, we got to... We got to get you there sooner rather than later. Uh, and if you have, we have a travel guy, and we have a travel guy sponsoring the show, and Tom is absolutely fantastic. So I'm just throwing this at you. You know, there's a lot of options <laughs> okay. here, and it won't talk. You know, it won't cost you an arm and a leg. Um, <laughs> you can email me that. <laughs> real quick though, let's talk about. I do want to go back to something you said. You mentioned the YouTube channel. Are you um, are you starting to try to open up beyond podcast and go to more video kind of production, or what are you thinking? Uh, I'm think at, well, having video background, uh, video is, the uh, post-production is a lot more intense. Um, Joe, our engineer will definitely vouch for that. <laughs> you know, um, so I, I am going, my, my thought is, you know, to have the, uh, first of all, the audio is the key. I want to get that out, you know, streaming on, you know, uh, the platforms for the audio first, the, uh, video part. I want to just incorporate, if we're talking about um, like Bloomfield, you know, I want to be able to slide in some photos right. of Bloomfield. Uh, you know, if we're talking about sports or what have you, just, you know, simple edits where you insert the images and just let it roll. Uh, I mean, cut out the bad stuff, of course, you know, uh, yeah. and the dubs and all that. But yeah, I'm not going to get too crazy because it's very time consuming. And, uh, but I, but I, you know, I like the idea, you know, the challenge of YouTube to just, uh, get it out there and uh, see what happens. And the software nowadays makes it, it's it's not easy, but it's a lot easier yeah. than it was, say, 10 years ago, especially if you're sitting, oh, yeah. you know, in front of yeah. a green screen or, or I don't think these blue screens, but just purely green screens. But if you're just sitting in front of the screen, you know, a lot of times that software will pick that up for you, especially when you're doing a post-production edit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I want to keep it pretty, pretty basic. Um, uh, the initial thought with the podcast was to have people talking and, you know, um, not overly concerned about, you know, who you know, likes and subscribers and all that. Right. Uh, I just want to talk to people who I want to talk to about what they want to talk about. So that's, you know, so far so good. Who is your dream guest? Uh, I would say Sylvester Stallone. Oh, sure. Yeah, that'd be that's pretty good. Sly would be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I... Again, I know he's, he's obviously he's world famous. I'm telling Claudio to make some calls, I, get him on. I, I, I mean, his brother Frank in Vinny's I fight. He butchered he butchered that, my way. He had <laughs> he, a friend of mine, Vinny Pazienza, his uh, former five time world champion boxer. His final fight, he mm-hmm. had Frank Stallone uh, sing "My Way," and he's a huge baseball fan. Good guy, that looks wow. obviously just like looks Sylvester. Just like him. And he kind of butchered the uh, song a little bit, but that's okay. He, he can do what he wants. Now, if it was somebody else, they'd want to hang him, but it was it was good. I like to watch him on the <laughs> World's Dumbest Show. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Where they get, they get all these like kind of like 
B actors and, and yeah. you know, like Tanya Harding's on there, Todd Bridges oh, wow. is on there, Frank Stallone's on there, and they'll play a stupid video and then they'll just make funny comments about oh, it. Oh, I didn't it's, see that. It's funny, but I, uh, I mean, I would like to. I mean, uh, uh, but back to your point, Bob. Sly would be a yeah, great the, guest. The, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, again, good luck. Uh, well, you know what? Through, though, but, having said that, because I, I like him a lot. And he's somebody that I, he's a dream guest as well. But if you look at some of the shows he's been on on YouTube, getting interviewed, and you look at um, not likes but uh, views, seven hundred and ten, forty-seven. You would expect thousands, yeah. millions, because of, but the people that so in other words, Stallone and some other big name people, they go on. They do go on some shows that aren't exactly what's that guy's name that are, Joe Rogan right. and guys like that. I mean, right. they may not do it frequently, sure. but they do do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, you throw the darts and see which one sticks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, I mean, I, I got to thinking about Vince Papali because he's so close. The Eagles, you know, I'm in the area. That would be uh, a great catch for me, to be honest with you. Well, he moved, but I, uh, he doesn't live in that area. I think he moved to um, he's somewhere in Jupiter. Now. I think he lived. He mm-hmm. moved to Jupiter, Florida. I think. Oh, so he's not in Jersey oh, really? anymore. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he moved to okay. Jupiter. Yeah, and his son well, is. We have uh, we're going to have his son on. I think um, he's in the USFL, um, so he's really? following. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Bob, uh, real quick um, before we go here in a few minutes, Bob. Before we go, we got a few minutes. Uh, real quick, when do you think you're going to be coming back to Pittsburgh, or how often do you make it back here? Uh, probably once a year. Uh, now, I will say the last time I was in Bloomfield was about five years ago um, for the. Uh, uh, what's Italian, the thing days. In August? Uh, Italian days. Italian days, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that was, it was okay. It, it was pretty crowded and swarmy. And, um, but I, I visit my brothers, and they, like I said, they're, you know, out in the, the suburbs, uh, not too far away. But um, yeah, I would say once a year, probably when the weather breaks in the spring. Yeah. And that's just, that's just the whole family gets together and, and just spends a couple of days together. Uh, yeah, well, I, I'll bounce around. Depends. Like I said, they're 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 spread out. They're close but spread out. So we'd have to plan it out. But yeah, it's it's not the whole family. You know, um, it's not as big as it used to be. Of course. <laughs> I mean, I'm the youngest of of four brothers, and uh, uh, technically not supposed to be here. According to the storyline, my mother thought she was, you know, going through menopause, and the doctor said, "No, you're pregnant." <laughs> so here I am. Well, that was, how that, about those exactly. Phillies? How about those Phillies? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there's a big gap between uh, my oldest and the next oldest brother. I think 10-year gap there. But, uh, well, luckily it wasn't the doctor that said that. That would have been a serious misdiagnosis. <laughs> you know, speaking of Phillies, do, are, do you still follow Pittsburgh sports at all, or are you a Philly oh, fan? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I mean, well, no, uh, no, I, I'll die, and I'm dying a slow, agonizing death here with the Penguins, the Steelers, yeah. and the Pirates. Just they're never really doing, but, you know. I mean, they, they they're good till All Star break, and then they. I don't even think they're that out. good. I think they're good for about the first three weeks. Pirates? Yeah, I think they're good for about the no. first three weeks, and then they then they start showing. Yeah, up. no, All Star would be great. <laughs> I know. If they were well, you made a half a season. For you the- know what, though, Bob? It's it's gotten so not to go off to a sports tangent, but. Mm-hmm. Like the I call the NFL the MFL the mediocre football league. By the way, the mm. coach Sirianni for the Philly for uh, the Eagles, I think he wanted to wear 
an Italian flag on his hat and things like that. So I can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got a lot of Pittsburgh roots. But anyway, um, yeah. it, it's so – football is so mediocre. It's, Fran Tarkenton said on a show of his – on a pod, not a podcast, a Facebook thing, he's never seen such worse quarterbacking, right? But baseball, the Arizona Diamondbacks, I think, had like eight more wins than the Pirates and they went to the World Series. And, and right, so really right. anything can happen, even though Otani went to the Dodgers and the Pirates, you know, it, if they did things right, baseball is hard because it's 162 games, but it's so mediocre, so watered down, really anything can happen. So if you don't do well in baseball, it's like, wow, you really don't well, deserve I, to I, do well. I think the talent, I still think it's two things. The talent is diluted. These, these right, leagues well, have expanded so much that, you, mm-hmm. that, that, these, that the lower end teams – Stink, I mean the lower end. Whether you're talking hockey, whether right. you're talking baseball, talking, they just stink. Look at Carolina and football; they stink. I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. I just there's not enough talent. But I also think in fo- in the case of football, practices are very different, and I think that is you're seeing it on the field. They're not sharp. They can't tackle because they don't they don't look like these teams don't have full contact practices the, like they the coaching is coaching the offensive it's all stats. is brutal it's all stats. baseball it's even worse bob yeah. I, I coach baseball now for 40 years baseball is brutal uh, and i'm, I'm not afraid to say from uh, i'm still suffering from uh sid coffee and breen rounding third base what was that 19... 19 october 14th 1992 <laughs> yeah oh my god i was like this guy's slow as molasses and he's going to score and that was it. It was over at Don Hill from there. It was like, yeah. uh, anyway, Ugh, brutal, brutal. Well, I like to apologize <laughs> on behalf of the city for having to endure our sports because the reality <laughs> is for anybody listening from Pittsburgh area, get used to it because the Pirates yeah. aren't going to get any better because it's the ownership is just not committed to do. I mean, they, they've been talking about it's a rebuild. They've been rebuilding for, what, 20, 30 you know, years You now. know what, though? To your point, I don't see and you make a good point, Steve, but the Italians, what do I always say? The Italians have a saying, Bob, the fish stinks from the head. If it's bad up top, it trickles <laughs> That's down. That's right. Now, it's not just the owners. Well, the owners right, so hire the wrong – right. right, it starts right. there. They hire the wrong people, the wrong people uh, get the wrong people, and then you don't win. And that's just the way it is in any sport. Really, it's that's in right. business. If the – it's a, like I – you know the old saying in real estate, uh, good, location. good location, good location. No, it's right people, the right people, not just good people. Because I'm good too, mm-hmm. but if you ask me to teach your kid trigonometry, you're in trouble. Uh, or do what Joe does. I forget it. It's the right people, right people, right people, and um, I agree with that. You just don't have it. But here. you're easy on the eyes, supposedly. That, 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 well, <laughs> yeah, well, supposedly. That Come voice. on now, Bob. <laughs> no, but you know, but, but that's right. It's the problem, with, and I think, and I think Pittsburgh's falling into that trap where we're living in the past. It's like we can keep doing this way because it worked. It worked in the '70s and it worked in the '90s for the Steelers. Remember what Chuck Knoll said after his first Super Bowl. Well, we've got to win another one. It's over right. with. And That's he, right. He forgot over. about it. Yeah. yeah. Same with the, the Pirates are doing nothing different. They're just – but that team is not – they're not even – they don't even have a history of a winning – you know, the last time they won it was 79. Yeah. And then since then they had like a few of these like kind of fluke years. But they, it's not like they have this legacy of championships. We're still talking about, um, you know, Roberto Clemente as if he if he retired three years ago. God God rest in peace. He's been it's in, what, crazy. that 50 years? Yeah, it's crazy. 50 <laughs> years. And you're still talking about it. So we live That's in the past, true. and then hockey's the same thing. We still got to build this team around Sid Malkin, the two-headed you know monster, and Latang. These guys are 37, 38 years old. They're past their prime. The only one playing even remotely Sid. like he's is Sid. Is Sid. 
Yeah, Hawkins got to go, great. and Latang has got to go. And you know what? I think yeah. if Saul Infant can't see that, he's got to go because you can't get a team that like. And I wrote a, a blog piece about or a, a, an article on a blog, and I said this team mm. only got different. They didn't get better. Yeah, they got different. Good. They got rid of a bunch of people and brought in a bunch of new people, but they literally brought in the same kind of people that they just got rid of. Uh, yeah, so you I, got, I think they're gassing out in right? the third period. They've been at you know, it. They're, they're hanging and gassing exactly. out, and it's, you know, Sid's uh, fine. Sid could do He's the only one, me, I think, out of the yeah. old guard that I think I'm keeping. Right. If you said, Steve, who's staying on that roster? There's about three or four names that are staying on that roster. Everyone else is gone, and those names are not going to have Malkin. It's not going to have Latang. And, and, and to be honest with you, I'm not even sure about Carlson, the way he's, you know, planning out. I, I mean, I think they got him and yeah. thought, oh, he's going to get 100 points. Your points do depend on the people around you. So if you don't put a player in the right situation, you know, whether it's football, whether it's, you know, hockey, you know, basketball, whether where it's more, you know, it's more sports related, at least in something like baseball, there's a little bit more of an individual talent. Sure. I go up to the plate. Either I'm a good hitter or I'm not a good hitter. You know, I don't need mm-hmm. – to have a good catcher, you know, to, to be a good hitter. Um, but but in, mm-hmm. with team sports, that's it, what's around you. When you bring Carlson and you can't think, oh, he's going to get 100 points, he's going to get 90 points, he doesn't have the pieces around him. So, I mean, they didn't score on the power play since, I mean, last time they scored, I think I, had, I think I had hair. <laughs> crazy. You like, too. Jesus, come on. It's unbelievable. I was How tempted to not, not cut my hair. Cut. Okay. I, mean, I was going to not cut my hair until they scored, but I was like, I couldn't see out of my eyes. <laughs> But, yeah, no, it's getting bad. And, again, it's stale. It's the same thing. They're trying the same thing. It's like bring up the young guys. The season is gone. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you say, well, you're like 25%. I think the season is gone at this point because hockey is one of those games, unless you go on like a 10- or 12-game just tear, if you're out by a few points around this time of year, it's like it, it, it takes – it takes a lot for you to get out of this hole. And there are also, by the way, other teams who are not playing bad. So it's not like you're just going to automatically, you know, jump over them. Even if you win 10 in a row, there's nothing that says the team in front of you hasn't win 6 out of 10, and they're going to stay up on you. So I they, think Steam needs to – You can't fall behind. Right. you got to chuck yeah. these old guys, bring in some youth, get the experience, find out what you've got in your pipeline, and, uh, you know, look for look for something completely different next year. And I think this – I think the city of Pittsburgh has got to get – at least with the, with the Penguins, it's an organization that's committed to winning. I think the problem with the Steelers is they think they can just be the Steelers and we're going to win. And the Pirates, mm-hmm. well, they're the Pirates. Hey, hey Bob, you, you mentioned Stallone. What, why would you want him, and what would some of the questions be that you would ask him? I mean, I, I mean he, first of all, it's a great story how he, uh, you know, I don't know if you ever saw the documentary on oh, him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it was on Netflix fly, about a month yeah. ago. Yeah, it was great. In fact, I, I not the uh, I, just, I just finished the Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary. Amazing that guy. Anyway, that's a whole different story, but that guy is amazing. But yeah, I like his story. How he just you know came up and I mean you know didn't really speak that well. Um, you know moved to, went to uh, was in a couple movies in New York. Mo- you know drove to L.A. The whole wrote the script. Didn't take the 350 G's they offered him. And just follow through. He had balls. Basically, what it came down to. He had a vision. He had balls, and he, and it worked out for him. Um, is he is he the greatest actor in the world? No, but I, I just like him as a person. I think I don't know him. He could be an or oh, sorry, he could be a, a jerk. But um, uh, yeah, I, I would ask him. You know, uh, you know, how did you do it? When you know, before you became famous, how where'd you live? You know, where did you live? You know, right. in an apartment? Was it in an apartment? Where were you? You had a pregnant wife, you had a dog. 
you know, it's, it's, it's stuff like that, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I just sort of like the way he had a vision and followed through no matter what, even when people were saying, no, you can't do it. And I think that's the difference between winners and losers is winners stick to their guns. They believe they've got it. Now, the problem is, is not everybody that sticks to their gun wins. You yeah, know, but mean, if you, you don't take a the, shot, you right. got to watch the yeah the, the the Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary. It's unbelievable. That guy. I mean, not perfect. Don't get me wrong. Right. He's not perfect. He screwed up too. But uh, <laughs> just yeah. unbelievable. The balls on that guy was unbelievable. Well, he had a plan when he came over, and he said, "I'm going to do this," and he, he did everything he said he was going to do. He eventually did it. So yeah, yeah, bodybuilder. Boom. I'm going to stop that. I'm going to be an actor. Boom, and a successful one. Whether you like his movies or not successful one then you know what let me be a governor of a state boom i mean it's just it's unbelievable let me marry a kennedy i mean come on guy. oh man yeah hell of, hell of a documentary all right bob well we are almost out of time and again i want to thank you very much for joining us and folks just in case you, you missed it that was bob muto he is the host of papa mutes podcast bob if folks want to go listen to you where can they go listen to you you Google Papa Mutes podcast, P-A-P-A-M-U-T-E-S podcast, Papa Mutes, just the way it sounds. Uh, L stuff will pop up or papamutes.com um, and just click away and then you can go see all the podcasts. I mean, you know, you got to go to the Steve Mancini one first, of course, because that's <laughs> top of the line Thank right you. there. Um, uh, and um, yeah, so yeah, it's pretty much, uh, and like I said, you know, eventually I have the YouTube channel, but right now. Yeah, just papamutes.com, papamutes podcast, any, anything like that. When you Google it, uh, the stuff will come up. It's on all the live you know, streaming platforms, if you will. So it's, it's, that's what, one thing I do like. You can pretty much do a nice post-production quickly with audio, throw in a little bit of sound effects, and you know, uh, it works out. So I'm enjoying it. It's great. Well, that's what Joe's secret is. Again, Bob, I want to thank you very much for joining us today. We appreciate your time. Thanks to Greater Pittsburgh Travel. For any of your travel needs, let Tom and the team at Greater Pittsburgh Travel know, and they'll take care of you. For more information, call 412-331-2244 or visit their website at www.greaterpittsburghtravel.com. For all of your plumbing needs, be sure to try Pellucci Plumbing. Nick and the team have decades of experience and will get you back up and running. For more information, call Pellucci Plumbing at 412-782-5050. And we want to thank the Calabria Club of Pittsburgh, if you're interested in learning more, you can find their contact information on Facebook at Calabria Club of Pittsburgh. Again, thanks, Domenica, and the team at the Calabria Club of Pittsburgh for your support. And before we go, we want to thank our engineer, Joe, Crazy Joe Bananas Hale, here at Robert Morris University. Thank you, Joe, again. Claudio, as always, I'd like to give you the last word. Bob, thank you for being on. We appreciate all the listeners, and as always, thank you, Mom and Pop.